0: Good morning, I'm Emily Reese, and today I'm speaking with two folks from Minneapolis Public Schools. I've got Associate Superintendent Dr. Sean Harris-Berry here and Dirk Tedman from the Communications Department. Good morning to you both. Good, Good morning. morning. So some big news that uh, we're going to talk about is the return of the secondary students. We've got elementary kids back in schools now in the month of February, but now we're going to start bringing back the older students. So who would like to start with that uh, with that news today? So I would like to start because it's so exciting and it's always good to be
1: able to um, be the first to announce exciting news. Yes. And so we <laughs> so we are moving um, forward to bringing back our six 12 students plus Transition Plus, those are our older students, and we're bringing them back um, beginning with phase three. So starting the week of March 8th, schools will be able to offer targeted supports for um, students that are special ed, um, students that are homeless, students who are struggling academically, students who are struggling struggling emotionally. Um, the schools would target those students and those services would be provided um, based on um, the availability of staff to um, to come in. And then we're going to move into um, offering, um, a, starting our in-person um, learning with our um, federal three and four special ed students, some of our most vulnerable students bringing them in. And that would take place um, uh, March twenty second that it take place, and so we're really excited about bringing our um our, our students back in our special ed students first, and then on April twelfth we'll be bringing back our high school students. Um, starting with um ninth grade, ninth grade, you know they've never um, been in a high school building before, so we're going to give them a day to themselves where they can get acclimated to the high school and you know the lockers and the classrooms and et cetera and And then their um, peers, their 10th and 12th graders come back April. 13th, and they will join their um, freshman peers um, on, on that day, so that's really exciting. And then on April 19th, we'll be bringing back our middle school students with 6th graders starting on April 19th, having, you know, they've never been in middle school before, so they'll also give them the same opportunity to get familiar with the um, building and learn start learning some routines and procedures. And then, their, um, then the 7th and
0: 8th graders will come
1: in on the 20th of April. So
0: so phasing in all these students, um, talk to me about bringing high school kids before middle school kids. I know one of the uh, things around um, middle schools, the, the nuances around
1: middle schools is that they we provide middle schools with uh, transportation through the um, the bus services, the yellow sure. bus services. And so that, that gives more time to actually plan the routes for those students. Mm-hmm. And high school students um, are on metro transit. And so there's more flexibility regarding the metro transit buses and also our high school students are credit you know they have credit bearing courses and so it's really important that we get those students in as soon as possible.
0: Okay now I know that the elementary students when those started coming back parents had the option to keep their students in distance learning does that possibility exist for the secondary students as well?
1: Yes, that is an option um, according to the um, governor executive order that we still have to provide distant learning um, opportunities, um, educational services to our students. So um, registration forms are, um, uh, are coming out today to families and Students and families need to sit down and have the conversation to determine as a family what's best for the student and what's best for the family, whether they come back in person or distant learning. But those registrations are coming out today, as I said, and they're due on um, March 9th.
0: Okay. So talk to me about what, uh, where people can learn more. I mean, there's so much information and so many staggered returns. And I mean, I think everyone understands the need for a staggered return, but it does open up the possibility for a lot of confusion. So where do people learn more?
2: Yeah, this is obviously a challenging um, return when we think about communication with certain students starting certain days. And we're also going to have time for teachers to plan for the transition. So students are going to have some unscheduled days off of school coming up too. Um, All of that information is going to be on our website at mpls.k12.mn.us. We're also going to be sending it out in regular updates to families through email and text and robocalls, and schools will communicate with families as well to make sure that everybody knows when they should be coming back, if they're coming back, what days they're going to have off of school, and what things are going to look like in terms of being in distance learning or returning in person. hmm
0: well, what more would you like to say? What's, what's really important to you right now to, to kind of uh, get across to people as, as these students start coming back to class? So one thing I would like to say um, is that we are
1: taking everyone's safety right it's priority and we're bringing our students back into a safe environment and so just really really reiterating to the um to our learning community that when students come back we will make it as safe as possible um for our students so safety is a big issue i think for a lot of um families in in the consideration of um of coming back our teachers will have um um, saliva tests available every every two weeks to make sure that they're that they're safe. That communication will be going out to families regularly. We have um, strong protocols in place, you know, in the schools um, to keep our students and staff safe.
0: Sure. And I'm sure, too, I mean, I know there are other places in the country that are still out of school and there are other places in the country that are in school. So what kinds of things have you learned from other districts across the country that are back in school right now?
1: That it can be done. (laughs) <laughs> and it can be done <laughs> and it could be done safely in the midst of a pandemic and so just looking at their protocols just looking at how you know they're scheduling their students for example
2: i would just add on to that that you know people may not realize Minneapolis public schools has been providing in person supports through essential care and other services since march And in that time, we haven't had a single outbreak in one of our schools, um, which the Department of Health defines as five or more cases. So people transmitting it and others catching and transmitting. Um, And since we returned to in-person learning for our youngest students this last month, we haven't had any major outbreaks there as well. So we're seeing in Minneapolis and across the country, you can return safely Mm -hmm. as long as you have strong safety protocols in place. And we do. We've worked really hard. There's a thorough checklist and people should feel confident that we are taking the safety precautions for their students and for our staff as seriously as we can.
1: And another example of that, um, Dirk, is our athletics. We started back winter sports, in-person um, athletics, and um, we have not had a single outbreak um, in, in, that, uh, in students participating in um, athletics. So we have done it. Right, and we have done it safely.
2: One thing we definitely wanna make sure parents know and families and caregivers is that if they do not complete that registration form by March 9th, their student will be automatically placed in in-person learning. And that might surprise some people. They think, well, if I'm, a switch is happening and I don't make a, a change, it should stay the same way. But the reason we do that is because we know we won't be able to reach every family to come back as much as we try and as much as we'd like to and they should have the same opportunity to return in person as everyone else and you can switch to distance learning at any time but switching to in-person learning can take at least two weeks so we want those families to have that opportunity and anyone can change their mind at any time by working with their school
0: Well, Dr. Sean Harris-Berry, Associate Superintendent of Minneapolis Public Schools, and Dirk Tedman from the Communications Department, thank you so much to to both of you, and and just it's important to learn more at the MPS website. Thank you so much to you both. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you for the opportunity.